Welcome to the, to the Bond Sunday morning services. Good morning. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I, um, I am looking forward to this discussion today, and I hope that you are. If you have questions during the uh, service this morning, you can call in, live call in, because you're watching it as it is happening. If you're watching it right now at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. You can also email us, uh, I thought I said radio, church at bondinfo.org. Thank you. Church at bondinfo.org. Put your name in town, your name in town on your emails, all right? And uh, we'll take your calls and your emails. It has to be uh, concerned what is the topic. It has to be on topic in order for us to deal with it. Uh, good morning to you guys. Morning, morning, morning. morning. Why are you not at the phones? Oh, <laughs> but that's supposed to be his job. But it, that was a joke, and I didn't really fire you. Yeah. Don't quit so easy. All right. Will you go back to the phones? Please. Don't let the black man take your job like that. <laughs> Don't be so easy pushed around by the Negro. <laughs> All right. So uh, the topic this week is what? Uh, who is who? Who is Jesus and what does he mean to you? I am so excited about that. Because I'm, I'm sure everybody in this room thought about it all week, right? Yeah, all week? Yeah? Only one person. This should be interesting. Two. Did you think about Jesus this week? I did. Well, let me tell you why. Because I don't just want to come in here and tell you who I think he is. And then you pick up what I believe and what I think. I want you to know that you 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 know. And when you know that you know that you know that you know, it's yours. That's important. Because I can't come to you guys and ask you who is Jesus for me. I have to find him for myself. You know, I don't have anyone that I can go to and say, you know what, who is Jesus? You know, I, I want to know that I know that I know for myself. And so you have to be careful when you listen to the teacher that you just don't, don't pick up his words and go out and name it and claim it like you got it. Because there's so much more to life and what you're realizing if you live that way. And a lot of people live that way. I was thinking about the black female preachers. We have a truckload of black female preachers nowadays. Did you know that? Yeah. Everybody and their mama are preaching. But all they're doing, they are following the preacher men, the men who are preachers. And they're they are going to school, learning to be a preacher, coming back and hooping and hollering and preaching about Jesus. And they think that's their calling not realizing that they're just following another man. Isn't that something? Because they're bringing the same thing on, and there's no real self-discovery. They're not seeing what's going on for themselves. They don't even know that that kind of preaching doesn't work. The only thing it does is hold you, it holds you, it holds you, holds you in captivity for a little while. It prevents you from becoming a total criminal. You know, because people who read the Bible, they don't go all the way criminal. They go halfway criminal because they have a little consciousness from what the preacher said about the Bible, right? That's all it does. But all these women are doing it just emulating what the preacher men have done, and they have failed at it. And that's why these women are coming for. 
And so if you sit here and just let me teach you without you discovering for yourself, then you're going to fail because all you have are my words and you don't know that they are true until you can see it for yourself. So that's why I want to know from you first, um, who is Jesus and what does he mean to you? All right, long story short. Yes, ma'am. Did you think about him this week? I thought about it. Did you remember the assignment? Yes. Oh, okay. I did, but I, I don't have that connection to Jesus because I don't, um, when I pray or when I am quiet, I'm, I'm really not thinking of Jesus. I'm thinking of God. Oh, and okay. I don't have a background of believing in Jesus. You're Jewish, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I understand that. Are you Jewish too? Uh, yes. Oh, you look like a Jew. You look like a white man. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, had, uh, I believe in Jesus. Though. You believe in Jesus? Yes. So did you think about him this week? A Jew for Jesus. Yes. And what did you come up with? Who is Jesus and what is he to you? Well, he was like the end point of Judaism. And Judaism uh, started with Abraham and was leading to a kind of a main event end point, which was Jesus Christ which it was, uh, to me, was like a, a man had, man didn't have a, a, man could not connect with God very good. So God came up with a plan. He sent some men to help us, and he sent Jesus Christ as kind of an intermediary between God and man to connect God, to make it easier for men to connect with him. And how do you know that's true? Uh, that's what I think is true. That's what I uh, this and what has that done for you to know that? Well, I, I really, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. You don't know. It hasn't done you any good. Well, I like the belief. I like. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I know. I know it. I know intellectually what it's supposed to be. Right. You're but, supposed to connect with the spirit of Jesus Christ receive his spirit and by receiving his spirit you're receiving God at the same time because God is in Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is in you therefore you're in God uh, and yeah. Jesus Christ. You know that intellectually. I know it better, but, than, better than I would you know have a real inspired feeling to talk about it. Like right. say. Um, okay. So, but personally, it hasn't really done anything for you, as far as you can tell. Well, no, I don't know that. I don't, you don't know that? No, I've changed. I used to be a lot worse than I am. Oh, okay. And so, something, I have changed. What's the difference between you now, then, and now? Well, for, for one thing, and first of all, I didn't, I didn't have any, didn't care about God's laws. I didn't think about God. And... Um, I was rebellious, oh, okay. and I was as crazy as a loon. Crazy as a loon. I was crazy. And why say you still are? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't say that. But but so knowing this about Jesus kind of calmed you down from it all. It helped that. me. I liked oh, it. Okay. I read it. When I read it in the Bible, I was extremely impressed with the writing. Good. I liked. Uh, I like it. I yeah. just like it. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, Fabian, did you think about Jesus this week? Yeah, I did some, yeah, and, uh... Off and on? Yeah, yeah, oh. my, my thoughts were 
give me, you know, ideas of who he is and, you know, what, you know, what uh, to say, and I just let them pass. I knew that, you know, that's. So who who is Jesus? What is he to you? Um, Jesus to me is, he was like the ultimate example for us of how to live and how to be patient and. Um, to me, he's like, I consider him the best friend that anybody could have. He's your friend? Yeah. He's your best friend? Yeah, I, I, I consider him like... Who you guys hang out? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, not that way. But, <laughs> but I, but I yeah, see that he's made... Why you bring him home? He's made it... Because <laughs> I, I kind of look at God as like Father and Jesus as, you know, our... our like he was saying, he's like our intercessor. He's the person that's there. So when you say Jesus is your friend, how do you know he's your friend? Because he's made it possible for me to change. To he's made it possible for everybody to change oh, okay. without effort. I so mean, he's, he's made. He's set us free. He's made that possible. He's. I mean, he's done. You know, he he did what was needed to do. To so Jesus is a friend. And he made it possible so you can well go free. Yeah, okay. but he, I mean, he's a lot more than a friend. He's our savior, you know. But he's your savior. That, yeah, but I'll speak in terms in terms of our. I want to know personally. Yes. Yes. For because then no, I don't see anyone attached to you. Right. Um, yeah. That's the so, way I consider him for me, and and he. It's real. It's a lot more personal for me now than it's ever been because I've always understood about him. You know, but um, and my dad was real steeped in the Bible, you know, and he learned a lot of religion. But it didn't really change his life. It did a little bit, but for me now, like now, you know, I'm able to do what I see. It's like I I I, I can naturally do what I see. Whereas before, I would see, but I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. I would always hesitate or I'd be afraid. So I know that he's made that possible. Oh, okay. So you know that because you're able to do what you see you need to do. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Derek, I know you thought about Jesus all week. No, I was not about Jesus. Oh. So who is he? Well, I'll come back to you in a minute. I'll give you time to kind of wake up and think about it. Um, who, did you, you, were here, you were not here last week, right? No, but you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, right? Oh, okay. yeah. So I, did you think about Jesus and what he meant to you, means to you? Um, I, I, under, I can say I understand it intellectually. When I read the Bible or hear about it, I uh, feel like I light up and I love what I hear. Right. Um, but when I pray, um, I don't have any... I don't really... It's not like I don't. Gee, I don't think of Jesus necessarily. So, who do you think of? <clears throat> um, nothing. I don't. I just. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I, I guess it's it's God. It's uh, it's ever behind behind everything. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm very interested in the story. Again. Um, and I think it could go beyond being intellectual, but because uh, I feel it, but I... You feel what? David, you could come back in at that room session of home. You can't hear in that room, right? Yeah. Yeah, come on back in. I, f I feel a very just a subtle, um, 
sort of electricity. Um, like a with subtle, even like a hope, um, oh, okay. quiet uh, trust in something that could just carry me through life. When you read about him and hear about him? Even when I'm just quiet or if I have a task I have to do or if I'm going to sleep, um, I might just think about him uh, beyond, even beyond the words, and I'm just silent and I just uh, feel like I could do things, you know. I oh, could, okay. that, that just gives me a, a belief in uh, something bigger than me that's going to carry me through this life and, and, and eventually find my purpose and all those good things. So, uh, personally, he has impacted your life by causing you, causing you to want, giving you the, the desire to do what you need to do. Yes. It's like you have an appreciation for him. And so who was he or who is he uh, to you? To me? I mean, yeah, who was Jesus? Well, I mean, uh, in, in the deepest level, he's a, a living... Well, not, no, I mean, not even in the deepest level. I just want to know. And the reason I don't want you to be going into a deepest level, I don't want you to think yeah. I'm looking for deep answers. I just want to know who is Jesus and what does he mean to you? I'd say he's a living presence of, uh, of everything good and true. What are you looking at? I'm just <laughs> pondering what oh, you're saying right. or what you're asking. <laughs> so I, I just think he's like a, a living energy or a living presence that provides something more than you know what we're offered or what we think we're offered here. And mm -hmm. It's just everyone has it in their own personal way, I'd imagine. I feel like I, I have it, but I, I'm, I'm getting to understand it, and it's sort of beyond my graph to even articulate it right here, but okay. it's a faint understanding. Okay. That's all I mean. How about you, Armis? Who is Jesus? What is he to you? Did I give an Obama answer? <laughs> Didn't they ask Obama this last night? <laughs> uh, um, you know, I haven't really thought that much about it until the latter part of this week. And um, I don't really have so, a, a good answer. So all your life you never you haven't really thought about Jesus until the middle of this week? I think that for the most part I think about God. I don't necessarily think about Jesus. Oh, okay. Unless I'm reading so the Bible God? and reading passages about Jesus. Who is God to you and what does he mean to you? Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> The devil says, say God, and that way he doesn't want <laughs> He won't ask you about God. I mean, God is... <laughs> God is everything. How do we not answer that? I'm sorry, so you, you've been thinking about God all your life and you still don't have an answer? I mean, I can't summarize it into words. I mean, how do you define God? Or God is... God is God. I mean, he's the creator. He's... And what does he mean to you? God is God and he is a creator. So what does he mean to you personally? What it means to me personally is that um, through God and Jesus that, that salvation is possible and that I can be saved from my sins. And you know, Now you sound like Barack. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you guessing right now? No, no, I'm just answering your question. Oh, okay. Um, that's what God means. God means. God means what to you? It means redemption. It means uh, a chance to be to live free of sin. So God means redemption, free of sin, to you. Salvation. Personally. Yeah. And have you been redeemed? In some ways, yeah. Not all the way? Not all the way. You're halfway redeemed. Maybe three quarters of the way. <laughs> <laughs> three quarters. <laughs> I didn't know you could get halfway <laughs> three quarters of redemption. <laughs> no wonder people go in and out redemption. Okay, so you've not been redeemed all the way. And why not? It's got kind of slow in his work. <laughs> Maybe I'm just slow in my, in my seeking. You're slow in what? In my seeking. In your seeking? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're slow in your seeking. And that's why you've only been three quarters of the way. Yeah. Um, all right. And so you like that kind of guy? You're pretty satisfied with him that he won't take you all the way? <laughs> and after all, he created heaven and earth, you said, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's okay for right now. But... <laughs> oh, this is too deep for me. <laughs> okay. You're pretty satisfied with that? No, not really, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, <coughs> Kelly, did you think about this? Who um, would I remember you mentioning it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I wasn't here last week, so I didn't really think deeply about it. Um, yeah, I mentioned this assignment two weeks ago. Yeah. We didn't deal with it last week because we got into something else. Yeah. So no excuse. Okay, no, that's fine. Who um, is Jesus and what does he mean to you? Um, to me, I think of Jesus as an example basically, um, and I basically, I mean, I haven't done that much deep reading in the Bible, so, you know, I, I haven't really memorized stories or specific examples of what he's done, right. but I think mainly of um, the crucifixion, sort of the ultimate sacrifice of just, you know, sacrificing him whole se his, his whole self, um, you know, and trusting in God, and, and, you know, just being an example in that way of, of what we're supposed to do. And what has that done for you to know that? Um, it's inspired me um, to, you know, sacrifice in little ways, you know, sacrifice my ego um, on a daily basis type of a thing, you know. Because, oh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, obviously much larger scale, but, um, yeah. Well, that's deep. Yeah, you ready yet? Should I come back? Oh, is it? You ready? <coughs> I'll come yeah. back. Let me talk to this young lady, then I'll come back to you. Um, did you think about that this week? Jesus, who is Jesus, and what does he mean to you? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes. I did. Um, oh, let me first ask, did you deal with your issue? Yes, I did. What happened? You're supposed to talk to your mother, right? Go and face her. Yes. What happened? Um, it, it was it was spring for me. How did, tell me how, how it went down. You woke up one morning and while brushing your teeth, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 was, it was a challenge. She lives a little ways away and so, um, the middle of the day one day I just said, okay, I've, I've got to do it. So I drove out there and... Um, Were you nervous along the, along the way? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. Um, because Jesus and I talked all the time and so I had peace. Oh, what, whatever she did, I had 
piece. I, so Jesus was, was talking me. to you on the phone. You had somebody in the car. I had somebody in the car with me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So you get but there. we had de dealt with that. Uh, this young lady had to go and deal with her mother. She had to forgive her. She had a lot of anger toward her mother. So her assignment this week was to go and deal with her mother. Forgive her. When you get there, you go in the house. And we were talking about family issues, some other things that were going on. And, and I mentioned to her, I said, you know, I'm dealing with some things that, that I need to deal with. And one of the things I need to deal with is to forgive you for uh, some of the things that, you know, I thought, I felt, some of the things that happened, our interaction. Yeah. And she was like, you forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. Um, and so I said, yes. I, I do, and so I, I didn't want to deal with issues. She wanted to deal with, well, what made you, I didn't want to deal with specific issues. Why not? Because I just didn't want to go there. She wanted to know, though, what she had done. And, to and I had, I, I shared some things with her, but she was in the defense mode. She wanted to defend right. what she did. Well, that's how and gods are. Guys are, they defend themselves. Yeah, I, I didn't want to hear the defenses. Right. And, and so you told her some of the things that you... I told were. her what some of the things that I was feeling and, and why I felt it and some, uh, you know, a couple of situations. Okay. And uh, we talked for a little while. She explained why she did some things and uh, defended. But I was okay with with telling her that, and I asked her to forgive me also. Well, you, you didn't have to do that because when you ask people to forgive you, they won't do it. They won't they, do it? No. Well, if, it if was they okay. had a decency in their heart, they'll forgive you on their own. Mm -hmm. That's why God said you forgive them and he will forgive you because most people are not going to forgive you. Yeah. Especially when you ask, they see that as a weakness. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. And so, did you feel, what did you feel once it was over? I felt relief that it relief. that it was over that I had done it. Yeah. That I that I had done it. Did the devil feel in your mind like, oh, you you, you just hurt your mother's feeling and oh. now all this? No. Uh, okay. No. So you how are you feeling today about everything? Great. Yeah. Better. It's 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 been an awesome week. I mean, oh yeah. It's it's been an awesome week. I haven't been able to. I don't think I've been able to successfully do the meditation. I have. I have set the quiet time aside and set, but getting my mind still uh, is the issue. But uh, it'll, come. Yeah. it'll come. So you didn't do the prayer? Oh, yes, I did. But not every day? I did it three times every day. Well, what do you mean you didn't successfully do it? Because I could not uh, steal my thoughts. Don't try that. Okay. You will mess if you try that. All right. You, you can't steal your thoughts. It's a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. You have to watch them. You know, like when you go to a movie. See, I don't get that. That's, yeah. the, that's a foreign concept to me. Close your eyes for And just tell me what you see. What thoughts you're seeing right now. What, however small or big or evil or sweet or nice or whatever. Any thoughts at all? Are you able to think back and look at your ego? Not right now. Let me tell you this. Okay. Okay. Don't you can't control anything because if you control your thoughts, then you're playing God with yourself. Mm -hmm. You're still playing God. You have to let go and let God. And what He would do is separate you from that and allow you 
uh, to just watch these things coming and going. You don't want to control them or deny them or suppress them. You want to observe them. There's a light that shines within us that allows us to see the darkness. So don't, don't, you have to lay your will down. You know, God said, be still and know him. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't say be still and still control. So you have to sit there and let go. That, you don't get that? It'll take practice. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll show you. Okay. We'll do it before we reach that. Yes, Kelly, you have, you have Oh, anything? yeah, no, I was just wondering, because um, I think in the past I've had a tendency to think that the more you meditate, the quieter your thoughts will be, but um, that hasn't really been the case for me, but I don't think that that's preventing me from seeing things either. Right. Like, I think that's, you know, one of the tricks of the mind is to think, oh, well, your mind's going a million miles an hour, you're sitting here for 30 minutes and it's not slowing down the whole time, but the point right. is that you're seeing it and, like, you know, if right. you judge it, like, that's the devil's way of getting you to stop meditating, it's not going to work for you. Technically. That's right. Very good. The point is that you've stepped away from them and you're not lost in that world anymore. You can now see that world rather than being a part of it. And when you sit still and know God, your thoughts are going to get busy a lot of times. I mean, you're going to see all kinds of things, but the devil is going to say, well, you're not praying right because look at all these thoughts you're having. But the fact that you're seeing them is God separating you and allowing you to see that this is not you. And I think what makes it like a movie is when you finally start to realize that the thoughts aren't you and aren't like connected to you and right. it really is fantasy so like you literally are watching a movie because it's yes. not you like amen you know, if you're not connected to it yeah you want you don't want to control them you don't you can't make them be still you have you want to observe them all right and uh, and you're going to have bucket loads of them you're going to see all kind of stuff from 20 years ago <laughs> And, and you may not have any, but whatever is happening, you just need to be the observer, a quiet observer. And God is working it out for you. And it's amazing how it is. All right? And so who is Jesus to you? Who is, who is Jesus and what does he mean to you? Jesus, what? Um, or is, or higher. He still is, he so still who is, is Jesus? Yeah, yeah. And what does he mean to you personally? He is the Son of God. who came here to show me how to live. Um, he is my joy and my peace and my friend, my salvation. Uh, and that's played out each and every day because I believe the promises that he, um, he shared with us in his word. How do you know you believe them? Because I, uh, they have been proven in my life. Give me an example. What promise uh, one, he made that has been proven? One is healing. Oh, he healed you? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, life, salvation, joy. I mean, just a peace. Uh, when, I, when I stand on his promises, when I realize who I am or who I am not and who he is, it's, it's, that sounds like a it's song. Amazing. I heard that song before. I, I don't know that <laughs> song. I who I am and who he is. Oh, okay. No, you ever heard that? I don't think so. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes. You said that he, he is your peace and all that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, prior to dealing with your mother, did you know Jesus then? Mm -hmm. And was he your peace at that time? Mm -hmm. And But you were hurting. 
and because of your resentment toward your mother and, uh, and other issues, mm -hmm. can you have peace and still hurt like that? Yeah. No. How can you have? I mean, I don't mean to say no so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have all this pain, what is peace? I mean, define peace for me. The peace for me, the peace of knowing that. I mean, that that the pain that I felt for her was, or because of her, was just one uh, one area, and knowing how to deal with that, knowing what to do with that. And one of the, the ways that I know that he, um, uh, that what I needed to do was, was correct is the last couple of weeks. I think the reason that I came here, you know, I mean, just the way God orchestrated my being here, my, uh, Robert and I working together and right. what we talked about. And, and um, but, so for the last several weeks, I, I've just been, in the word, just listening to the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I've just been listening and asking the Lord, okay, what do I need to do? How do I get rid of this? Uh -huh. And knowing that he was going to answer. And, and that's why I knew when you asked me if I would do it, I said yes. Yeah. You know, I knew what I needed to do this week, and I knew I didn't have time to drive out there. Right. But I did right because I asked and he answered. Okay, and, and he's faithful you to me like that. In the word, what do you mean? This week you said I was just in the word. What, what do you mean? Just by listening. That? Just listening to, uh, listening to some tapes. Oh, some preacher tapes kind of thing? Teaching stuff? Teaching. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm of the opinion by the time you're five years old, you've heard all the preaching you need to hear. It's about yeah. what do you need to do to yes. live it? How do you walk it out in everyday life? Okay. I understand, I understand that. Um... <clears throat> What do you think about what she's doing? What do I think about what she's doing? The way she's dealing with him. What, what she said is very much on the right track. That um, she realized um, that because she was seeking, uh, I think you was, she was saying she was seeking um, just peace in general, that that aspect of the mom was gonna come to pass because she was wanting um, to be, you know, level with God or, you know, seeking God more. The more you seek God, then whatever places in your life that are not, that are unsettled, yeah. then they, God, um, yeah, when you seek God, he'll come in and um, make those places peaceful too. Oh, okay. So I think, you know, everything she said, I'm like total in, in agreement because she said she was in the word for the past couple of weeks and then she talked with Robert and they talked about this specific thing which led her to here and led her to um, to a place where she would make peace with her mom. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. Hey, you want to respond to that? I see you thinking about it really hard. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about um, something she said before she went to see her mother that she had peace. And I was just questioning that part of it. Uh -huh. what, because um, how can you have peace before um, you deal with those issues? And I didn't really, I, didn't, I think she tried to explain it, but I didn't really get that. Uh -huh. Let me ask you this. Define peace for me. And, and all of you will talk about this because we're fellowshipping and I want you to see. All right? Define peace for me. For me, it's a, it's, it's a knowing that all is well. Okay, I had, 
I, I had a calmness about going to see her because I knew that that. whatever happened, it was okay. okay. And that I was in the will of God. Let me, and you can do what you want with this, of course. I, I would advise you not to be so into the word. You know, so into it. Listen to tapes and reading and, and, and all that, right? Because what would happen is Satan would use that and deceive you. Mm -hmm. He would build your intellect with all that and make you think that you have it. And then you would justify it by saying, I got it, you know, I, you know, I know the scriptures, I know the word, right? But what God wants you to do, now, I'm not saying don't read the Bible. I want you to pick it up and read it. Once in a while, listen to a tape or someone you like that you trust and, you know, they're teaching you something. But you gotta, what you gotta do is come away from all that and be still and allow the truth to, because it's written in your heart. And if you're so connected with this, the letter of the word, it prevents you from connecting with the spirit of the word. That's in your heart. And so you need to start waning off from all that and not, and not be in a desperate mood, mold for it. Just calm down. Because God knows your heart, and I can tell that you really want. You want to know him. You want him, right? So you've got to start waning off from the way you've been taught and allow yourself to be taught from within. And because you've been so conditioned about being in the Word, you've got to be in the Word, right? It's going to be hard. Uh, Satan is not going to let you, he's not going to want to let you leave that. So you got to, that's why I want you to be still and know him. You know, sit still in the morning and at night so that God will start weaning you off and bringing you back in the right way. Everything you need to know, everything you are is within you. Everything you need to know is already there but you have not connected with it because you've been taught a different way as to how to get it. And if you notice, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most of the people who are really in the Word and listen to the tape and marking up their Bibles and they're nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> you, know, you can't live with them. You can't stand them. They can't stand you. It's a real mess, right? And they're like, in the Word, in the Word, just night and day, and they're going crazy. The kids are messed up. The husband's on drugs because they, you know, <laughs> she ran them all with the word. <laughs> so he wants you to just calm down, and 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 then you shall know peace. Really, you and, and, and you don't know what peace is right now. I'm telling you, it's almost hard to define peace. And so I want you to just calm down. Take it slow, slow your roll, and let him do it for you. Because you're, you're tired of suffering, you know, you want him, and he'll, he'll take care of you. But you've got to wean yourself off of what you've been taught. You've got to go dumb before you can be smart. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Do you disagree with any aspect of that? I do not disagree. I, I was off of the word for quite a while. This is a, a, a period, of, a just a season that I need to go through, and, and being here is part of that season, yes. being away from, uh, because I asked the Lord, don't send me back to any of those places, right. you know? And, yeah. and I am an ordained minister. I've been a Navy chaplain for the last minister. 30 years. Uh, Department of Veteran Affairs, I've, you know, I've been there, done that, but, you know, yeah. I, I, need, I asked him, please, so that's why I'm that's in right. this season. And so now he wants you to calm down and let it happen. Mm 
And whatever your purpose is, his purpose is for you, it will be made clear. And once you see that, there's nothing on earth that can stop it. I mean, it's like a joy to do it without even thinking about it. But stay on track. All right, stay with the prayer. Darren, who, who is Jesus? What does he mean to you? Have you ever thought about him? Um, yeah, I have. Um, to me, he's like the ultimate sacrifice. And I'm, the ultimate sacrifice? Yeah. Like what kind of sacrifice that was so ultimate? I mean, him dying for us. What? Him dying for us. And um, What does that mean to die for you? Other than ultimate sacrifice? It means a lot because he had to endure a lot and go through a lot of difficult things that I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be able to go through those. And um, I'm constantly remind, reminded because when there's things that I have to give up to in order to become right, my own personal sacrifices, it just reminds me of that sometimes. What do you have to give up? Uh, uh, like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, like. Oh, I thought you said playing. Oh no, like like little things like hanging out and stuff like that. Uh, and so, personally, he means what to you? I mean, how has he influenced your life? Well, that when you have to sacrifice for the greater good, there's like kind of like a better. A better outcome, more than more like more than you know, like when you have to give up certain things in order to to get to a certain place. Good um, Lord, how about you? Did you think about that this week? You think about Jesus and what did it, what does he mean to you? I thought about Jesus, but I didn't. I don't. I can't tell you that I thought about what he means to me like that. Right. Like and so who? Who is Jesus to you? Um, Who is Jesus? Well, uh, I don't know if I can answer your question the way you put it, but I can say that uh, um, everything that Jesus is is something like I thought he was that way. It was like, a, oh, how to explain it? You know, when they say Jesus is you know, our savior, our friend, our counselor, wonderful, and all those things that the Bible says. Yeah. It's like I believed it because they said it. I didn't really believe it for me. And that's that's where I stand now. Oh, okay. That, that's such a good point. Uh -huh. You know, when they say Jesus, the counselor, the savior, the ultimate wonderful. sacrifice, and all yeah. that, all that is true, but if you believe it simply because you read it and, and someone said it, it's not going to do anything for you. Isn't that something that is? You know, when we, and when we went to uh, Israel and we went to where he was crucified and saw the tomb and everything, it was so, uh, I could not imagine um, being in that place where he actually was to, to die for the world. That was something that, uh, and I and I don't really know how to receive that. You don't know how to receive. It. Okay. Did you go to the gates of hell when you went to Israel? Yes. You went to yes, Did you go with us? 
No, I went the next year. With the next group. Oh, okay. We went to the gates of hell yeah. in Israel. In Dan. In where? Dan. That's the name Dan. of the town? Yeah. Yeah, Dan. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was interesting. Yes, it was. Now, if you guys want to know Jesus, go to the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> You'll think about it. <laughs> Uh, how about you? What is, did you think about Jesus? Yep. And what it means to you? And so, who is Jesus to you? Well, just like I who is he? Just like I said last week, to me, he's an example of love. That's the way I've related to him in my life. When you say that's the way I have related to him, what do you mean? Well, the, the that's how you understand him to be. Right, because of the circumstances I've been through and uh, things that have happened in my life, I can see an example what he lived for and what he did that I related to at certain times. Uh -huh. Give me an example. Well, something that he did that you can relate to well, um, in your life. Um, did you raise the dead or something? No, I haven't raised the dead. But, <laughs> did but, you hear the sick? Well, there, for, for, uh, there was an interesting situation where one time I was on a plane with a woman and uh, I, should, I noticed that she was nervous, she was uncomfortable. And at the time I was working in a prison ministry and we had these uh, full gospel businessmen magazines that you know you pass on. Long story short, okay, and they have, they have testimonies of how Jesus and God's spirit can heal people. So I shared her I shared with her one and I just felt an overwhelming presence to pray with her. But it was almost like I wasn't supposed to pray for her, she was supposed to pray for herself. And I encouraged her to pray for herself, and she did. And about three months later, I got a card back from her, and when she went to the doctor, she had no cancer in her body. Um, so just a little situation like that through my life, I experienced an example of love like he, he was. And so what has he done for you other than healing that lady? Well, again, he's made me realize that my life must be a sacrifice of love also. Oh, I And are you of love? Yes. You are the of love? Yes. Oh, okay. How about you, David? You think about Jesus? Me? Yeah. James. I mean James. Why am I calling you David? I did, think about Did you think about him this week and what he meant to you? I thought about I thought about it because he uh, kept on mentioning it, but I didn't really think about it him specifically. <laughs> you kept hearing my voice in your head? Yeah. Think about Jesus. <laughs> 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 and so much so you just heard my voice and then put in thought into it? Not really. I mean, I just thought about what I know from the Bible and what people say about him, but uh, I don't really know anything. Oh, okay. So he doesn't mean much to you at all? I, I guess that's... I, yeah, you can say that. No, what do you say? Um, he doesn't mean much to me, but it's not like... It's not like I don't... I guess, yeah, I guess that's how you would say it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you want to let your son go into the classroom, okay? Oh. Let's, let's see back here. With the other kids. So, James, so, I, I'm not getting it, getting what you're saying. I can't believe, is this the right time right here? Yep. Man. It's, um, I, I'm not getting what you're saying, James. Well, I know that, uh, I should be a Christian, and I kind of want to be. Right. But I don't know anything about Jesus, and I don't really. Oh, okay. I don't see the connection. Oh, okay. 
I appreciate that energy. Right on. Yes, you know. Uh, how do you know I want to say something? It's <laughs> all in your face. <laughs> um, I, even though I, I said what I said, it doesn't stop me from calling on Jesus. Yeah. It, it doesn't stop me from calling on Jesus. So are you calling on him because you've been trained to call on him? Or are you calling on him? I'm calling on him because I know he's there. You know he's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I know when I used to work out, and I would run and, 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 <laughs> and when I finished that number 10, I looked at my head, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm thinking, do I really mean that? Or am I just trained to say thank you, Jesus? You know what I'm saying? You know, we're trained to say our grace too yeah. before we eat. Right. But I, I don't remember it every time. Okay. In fact, I remember it less than, than I do it. So you automatically call on Jesus. Sometimes. Sometimes. I understand that. I totally understand that. But you don't know if it's from the heart or from the teaching about him. I can't really say for sure. Oh, okay. Like this minute, I can't really but say. But it's food for thought. I, I, I thought about that. I lift up my hand. Thank you, Jesus. Like, for this last round, I made it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And now when I, you know, when I catch myself doing that, I feel like kind of silly. I'm not sure why. Am I really thinking him because he's thinking over? Or am I thinking him because he helped me through it? Well, I'm just glad it's over. That was a hard time. Yeah. yeah. But, then, but for sure, the devil's not helping you get over. Oh, he's not. He doesn't help me run. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The right, that's a good point. The blessings don't come from him. As a matter of fact, I remember when I used to really run, he would, the devil would be talking to me about the running. He would say, oh, oh boy, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you have nine more laps to do. <laughs> that's what the devil says to me while I'm doing it. You know, and if I listen to him, I want to quit. Yeah, right. You know, on number three, you want to just give up, right? Because he's saying those things to you. <laughs> so I definitely recognize his warriors in the running. <laughs> um, how about you, uh, Christian? Did you think about Jesus and what he meant to you? Yes. So who is Jesus? Well, he's an actual historical figure that lived on earth um, and was an example that, you know, you can read about and it can be a blueprint for my life, you know, I mean, uh, how to treat other people and, and uh, but when I pray, I actually pray to God. I, I don't think about, you know, praying to Jesus. He, right. He's more, you know, the example that was sent here by God um, to have us emulate and for me to emulate. And um, so I don't think about him in terms of being God. I guess they're, you know, all, all in one, but he um, was really the example. I mean, the. the the Old Testament, I don't really um, relate to that much. And of course, without Jesus, we wouldn't have the New Testament. I mean, everything in there is just, um, to me, uh, very um, like meaningful. You can get a lot of lessons out of life. How has knowing this about him changed your life? Ermus, can you get him a quiet now right now? How has that changed your life, knowing him? Oh, it hasn't changed your life anymore. You know, it, it has. You're looking sharp, by the way. 
Pardon me? You look sharp. Thank you. I like your new jewelry. Thank you. Um, you know, when I first became really more aware about the Bible uh, during my high school years, you know, just about any page that you opened up to in the you know, New Testament, there would be just something that would just jump out at you that, that you could relate to your life and, and you would say, wow, you know, that's, you know, so meaningful. And I, I think that's what it was all meant to do. I mean, I think that was, and, and this gentleman who started off here, I really kind of uh, identified with what he said, that, that uh, you know, God, you know, had this plan to, to really show people on earth what it meant to be a man of, woman of God. And, but uh, tell me, uh, and because of time, how had he changed your life, knowing this about him? Because I believe that if we know him, there should be some type of evidence in our lives that we know him. There should be something there. What is the evidence that you know him? Um, you know, I hope that by, by my behavior that I'm, um, you know, more like Christ than I am like the devil. I don't know. Oh, okay. Right. So your, your behavior changed to more toward good. Oh, yes. Is that I right? I hope so. Oh, okay. If you'd like to call in on this, it is 800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. And you can email us now, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name and town, name and town on it. Real fast, uh, did you think about Jesus this week, the assignment? Yeah. And who is he and what does he mean to you? Okay, I believe uh, uh, he was sent from God Seeing all us heathens on this earth, we needed help. He was a messenger to awaken us. It is you personally. Yes, me personally. And uh, all our, the way we live, you know, um, the way we sin to save us from this thing. No, you personally. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Myself. And so you don't sin anymore? I, I would say... <clears throat> I would say no, not, not, I would say I don't sin anymore. Okay. Come and hold his cross. See if it burns your hands. Yeah. Let me ask, so yeah. what, knowing this about Jesus, what has it personally done for you? Well, for example, um, I look at people differently. Um, I don't look at women like I used to. I, I see them as, as sisters. I don't. I don't. Um, not easily swayed like before my past. I talk you see to, all women as your sister. All women? No. I mean, what I mean to say is, I don't. Um, I'm not drawn to them like I used to be before. Oh, okay. So if you if you were driving home today, and you saw a fine woman walking down the right. street. You're not drawing. Uh, no, not no way. I don't do like before. I see it. I'm gonna put a camera in your car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be honest with you. No, no, I appreciate it. I'm kidding. Yeah. You know. So you're not drawn to that anymore. No. As a result of knowing Jesus. That, oh, well, okay. I, to see, uh, as a result of seeing my how I am, uh -huh. you know, to seeing my thoughts and being. Uh, Objective with my thoughts and saying, "Hey, I saw that. That wasn't very nice. You know, uh, something in me was attracted to somebody the wrong way. I, I saw that." Are you still attracted to women? I, I see them differently. I see them. They can be beautiful, but not the same. Not seductive beautiful. Right. Okay. Okay. 
I see like I could see beautiful women, but I don't give me another example of how you change real okay, fast. For example, I have some employees, the workers, and I was uh, being aware, you know, during the pra prayers and everything. One of my employees was really having a hard time. And it would have been the easy thing to knock him down and criticize him for being late or whatever. But no, something in me says, hey, that guy has uh, some issues. He was ready to break down and cry because of his home life and everything. And so you were able to reach out and help him? Yeah, I was just able to. Actually, I hugged him, and it was just an odd. I didn't think about it. You know, he was crying and stuff. Right. But to say, take it easy, you know? Yeah. And it was uh, just differently, just uh, more loving, you know, towards okay. people. Yeah. All right. How about you? You think about the assignment this week? Yes, and I forgot you told us to think about it, and I had just a bad time. I think I'm just vibrating too high for what's happening right now. <laughs> what do you mean vibrating? Because I took it somewhere so far <laughs> that I was. I'm like I'm struggling now with my belief. You are. Yeah. And you took thinking about Jesus so far out there. Yeah, really far, like. Basically, and I always come to this when I, like she said, get into the Word and just seeking God. And sometimes not just reading the Bible, but just saying, God, you know, I'm seeking you. What is it that you want me to do? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So uh, I start. I took it here. I was like, well, I'm just believing this story that somebody told me. Because yeah. in um, the time before B.C., before Christ, what was going on? Where were uh, we as a people? And um, who is King James? Who is King James? You were thinking about all that? Yeah. yeah I started saying, they told me, they, they sold me this bill of goods. And um, <laughs> we just been going for it. Just like you said, you, you say, thank you, Jesus, but do you really believe that? Do you really believe in Jesus? Like, who was Jesus? Yeah. They told me he was born of a virgin and all that, that story. And I've been going for it and saying, thank you, Jesus. And then I start saying, wait a minute, I'm giving Jesus too much play. We're supposed to be thanking God, you know. And I just, it was just a whirlwind. I was like, wow. I think I'm just going to have to either do one or two things, accept this story that, I, that I've been going along with and everybody else has been going along with. Or um, I was like, you know, God, is that the adversary telling me, you know, bringing confusion? Yeah. So well, like, the story about Jesus is true. Huh? What they're telling you about him is true. How do you know? And that's what you need to know. Yeah, somebody and, told you. And, and that's, and, but now I know for myself. You're well, right. Somebody told it. me at a time when I wasn't ready to understand it. And so they taught me about him. And I, I went for that rather than understanding him. And as a result of that, I suffered a long time because I knew about him, but I didn't know him. But it wasn't until I was able to know him that my life changed. And so that's where the problem is. You're right. But the story the about him is true. Him. Everything they said, the Savior, that he sacrificed for us, he, you know, the Son of God, what's all those proof? things are true. I'm I mean, sorry? Where's our, what's our proof? When you say, where's your proof? Yeah. yeah. You need to know. You're right about that. But don't trip out. <laughs> You know, I mean, I didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Just calm I down. just started, you know, those thoughts started And what are you me. supposed to do when the devil starts tempting you with those kind of things? Well, how do I know that that's the devil? Because it's in your head and it's driving you insane. It's not bringing you peace. 
it was bringing me to seek even more. Like, what right. am I not? Right. Learning? You're going to find yourself, we're going to have to come looking for you, <laughs> and you're going to be locked in your closet. No, I always hair. cut it off. I, I, then, then I get to a point where I say, listen, <laughs> so you don't go crazy. You either, you have to accept the story. And, and when the end comes, like when you are about to transition from this earthly body, then, you know, um, at least you can say, well, God, I did what they was telling me to do. You know, I, I went along. See how the devil convinced you of that? You think that's going to get you into those pearly gates? I don't even know if I believe in that part. You don't think there are pearly white gates? We got to go ring the bell again. Somebody that. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I, 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 want you I to have examples of God being um, all the things that God says that he is. Yeah. It's just the Jesus piece. That's what I call it, the oh, Jesus piece. So you don't believe about the Jesus per se. You do believe about God. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't believe in Jesus. Right. But um, I know that God is real. And I have some very real examples of, like, say, turning the other cheek and letting vengeance be in God. Yeah. Like, I did that to this person I was working with. And I literally, it, with every fiber of my being, turned my other cheek and sent and said love. I said I kept saying, well, I send this person love every time I would think about her. And um, that started at 4 o'clock that day. By 11.59, I got a call. That person broke their neck and was not able to work for four months. Well, that's love, all right. <laughs> well, and I, I don't look at, I mean, it wasn't nothing that I did. You broke the lady neck. Was, I, I'm not going to have any like animosity towards her i'm not going to get into that battle right. with her yeah. i'm just going to leave it there and that's what happened i mean yeah I, she didn't die well these are naked just broken. away from the job <laughs> she's not dead but her neck is broken she's just away from the job and i have a lot of examples yeah. of like letting you know not let me ask you this so uh because of time yeah. why why you're not saying with the prayer I, I am. No, you're not. I, you're I not constant with the prayer. Not con not consistent. So you're not doing it then. Why not? Then well, I make up a lot of excuses for why not. Right. So yeah. why aren't you doing it? You got to stay with it. That's why your mind is racing with you. You're not sitting still and allowing God to do that and for I you. And I do. And I can not, tell in your conversation. I'm not doing as consistently as I pray. I pray every day. But do both. And I, I will, I do. Why and I, you, sometimes I just feel like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm quieting my, <laughs> you know, self just to sit still. And you got to do both because when you, I can tell when you pray, you're right on the money. You're not wild and crazy and out there. And when you stop, you go wow. You go right back in that world of insanity. And that's what you've done. That's why I know you haven't been praying. Well, you do the other pray, right? The, the loud hoop and holler stuff, but. You're not sitting still and knowing God. I don't hoop and holler. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. No. You got to stay. Don't let the devil rob that being still and knowing him. Don't let him take that away from you. Because he's going to frustrate you and confuse you. You'll give up. I, I did. I, I felt like that. Uh -huh. I always get to this place, too. What, every the, time I go in deep and, and every day consistently yeah. seeking God and speaking with God, dealing with the word, listening, you know, all these things. And um, I end up right here. Now you got to go beyond it. You got to be still this yeah. time and cross over. Okay. I mean, y'all don't, 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 don't get me wrong. Y'all, I, I still, you know, I still will call on Jesus, but. <laughs>
I feel like, you know, that's the Christian part of it. Like, in order for you to be a Christian, you have to follow Christ. You have to believe, you know, to the Christ thing. But, but let me um, tell you, you got to calm down. You got to go back to your prayer. And if you see to do all the other stuff, do it. But you got to calm down so God can still work with you. This time, don't give up. Go beyond. You know, like when you push weights and at number nine, you're like, and then you're like, you know, your mind say, oh, this is it. But if you just push number 10, you have a little more power. Now you got to go a little path number 10. And you can't, do not stop at this point again. This is where you stop all the time. That makes sense? It does. Yeah. I always, I give up. I'll just go like, well, let me just deal with the Jesus piece. Let me just stay with it. <laughs> and I know well, it very well. I know a lot of the stories. Yeah. I, you know. Don't fall for it this time. I'm telling you, it'll blow your afro off. <laughs> Do not fall for it this time. Go that next step. All right? <laughs> that helps. I think I need a little more counseling. <laughs> <laughs> more convincing. Do, well, if you do call and set up a time, we'll talk. <laughs> but I don't want to let you give Because it sounds crazy to people when I'm saying that. But if they would go a little deeper and think a little more, then they could probably. No, most people in this room can relate to you. Believe me, you're not the only one by a long shot. <laughs> not by a long shot. <laughs> All right? And that's what I've learned from teaching and working with people that, 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 I don't want to say this yet, but let me say it. That ego in you won't, it won't let you go past it. Because it knows that if you go past your stopping point, it's going to die. Yep. So it starts convincing you, oh, you don't have to pray today. Or you could do it in the car. Or you could do it later. Because it doesn't want to die. And the more light that is shining on the, on the ego, it has to die. So it's working overtime to get you not to do it. And most people give into that. They start weaning themselves off, the, uh, them, themselves off their prayer. Oh, I'll do it later. It's not working. Let me go back to hooping and hollering, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You're still listening to the devil. The more you let go, the more God will take over. Take my, I'm just telling you the truth, and nothing but the truth. I stay with my prayer. I don't care how tired I am. I don't I'm care what the devil says to me. I sit or be still and know God. I, I, because I see what can happen to people when that happens. I had a friend of mine who expired from a, a sickle cell. That's that black disease, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And his mother had it, and it would pass on to him. And, he, he, he used to sit still and know God, and after a while he just kind of stopped for the same reason, didn't go past that point, and he could never get back to it. You know, he even said, I, I can't even go back. He couldn't get back to it, and that happens with people too. Yeah, I this had is eight not years. A, huh? Eight years. Yeah. I didn't want none of it. Yeah. But you got to sit still this time and let God take over. Let him do it for you. He will. He's so smart. He's really something else, and he'll take over for you, and it's mind-blowing. In a good way. Alright. Alright, so don't give up at this point. No, I'm not. Okay. If you need counseling, call and set up a counseling appointment. Yeah. I was like, I need to round up all the preachers in the city <laughs> and ask them these specific questions. <laughs> I, my aunt was like, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Break it down. Yeah, you're going to scare the people around you. I was like, I better stop telling. So I started saying, I'm vibrating higher than you. You don't even get where I'm coming from. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I can laugh at it because, you know. It's I, silly. That's insane. <laughs> That's insanity at its worst. <laughs> oh, and my. the ego is telling me, you're so smart. You're smarter than all these people. Wow. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, I know people who protect their ego. Mm. Their mission in life is to protect their ego. Mm. They don't want anything to hurt it. They don't want anything to remind them that they're wrong. They don't want anything to deal with their ego. They protect their ego, and they're so sensitive and soft. And uh, an egotistical person is very sensitive and weak. Have you noticed that? And and you're protecting your ego. That, and, it's and that made me laugh, babe. <laughs> like, no, I but don't you want gotta to. let this thing die. God I said, in order to, to live, yeah. you gotta let this I not get past this point. die. You gotta let it die. Yeah. Is this the right time, Patrick? Yeah. yeah. I, did we do? Did we start at? Did we start at eleven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, real fast. Did you think about the Jesus and what he meant to you? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, not really. You did not think about no, it. Why not? Really. I was off and on, more often on. Oh, more often on. Yeah. Um, what's important to you? Well, that's a good question. Um, is understanding me? Understanding you? Yes. Oh, okay. And you expect to do that without thinking of him? Yeah, I think so. In my stupid thoughts, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're a very prideful person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's interesting how angry people have become gods with the small g. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. If you have anger, you are a God. And you don't want anybody to correct you. You don't want to know about God because you are God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Why know about somebody when you already come? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone to correct you when you're wrong. I was, I'm, I have this great life because I'm always dealing with people yes. and it helped me to see myself as well. Yes. But I was dealing with a lady the other day and we had to have deep thought about something. Like we were like on holy grounds. And we were like in agreement, right? And then I said one word that made her angry, she lost it all. Okay. I'm like, didn't we just have deep thought here? <laughs> what happened? How do you go from deep thought right back into hell? To mad just like that? Well, you shouldn't have said it. What do you mean I should not have said it? I should have said it, this was gonna tick you off. You should get over it. You know, God sent that one thing to you so you can see and get over it. But don't be saying that. And we just had deep thought, deep conversation. We were like lifting up, holding hands, and doing all that stuff. But, but people are just not getting it. I'm just, that ego, that pride, that nature that's not them is in the way. And it rules. And they don't know it. Like I was telling you guys uh, early before we started the meeting, I realized that um, I, I, I can judge someone because I disagree with them, and I don't even know I've judged them. And, and, and I did that with someone, and I, I'm sitting there, and I realized, wow, this person has a right to believe what they believe. They have a right, they have a right to run for office and do what they're doing, but I, I have a right to disagree with what they, are, what they say and what they're about. So I have a right to take action, but not against the person. And that ego there won't let you do that if you're not aware of it. You're constantly judging in ways that absolutely 
you cannot see if you're not aware of who Jesus is. Isn't that amazing? Well, you're saying it's judged the action, but not the person. Yes, but most 99.99% of people don't judge the action. They judge the person and the action. Yes. But they are saying, well, I'm not judging you. I'm judging your action, but they're mad. They're mad about it. You don't get mad about another person's action. You only get mad when you judge the person. And it brings anger inside of you. It's like with men. You notice how women reaffirms the ego of men. And then once the woman reaffirms the ego, they, be, they, they, they become sexually ready. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? Yes. Have you, guys, have you ever noticed that, Derek? Is when you're around a woman, she makes you feel good, and, and you're ready to just jump in bed. And she thinks that you love her. <laughs> she thinks it's about love, but it's all about, is there something? I want you to notice that this week. Yeah, I don't think women are gonna get it. I, I want I want the men to notice That's and women too that when a man go is in the presence of a woman, she confirms his ego. She makes him feel good about himself. And when he feels good in that moment, he's ready for bed. It is. That's I'm telling you folks, it's all ego and she confirms his ego and that will awaken that. Yeah, I have to be like we are in church and all that, but you know I'm talking about, right? <laughs> but I want, I want you to watch that, how, how, that, how wicked that ego is, how prideful it is. And it, it builds you up and tears you down. It, 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 it doesn't do anything good, but it's so protected by people. They protect it like, like it just worth protecting. But mine is very subtle. It can be. And that's a, good, that's a very good point. Satan is not smart. He's subtle. He's clever. Yeah, but he's not smart. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, yeah, okay. All right. I got to move fast. Have, did you think about that this week, Steph? Yeah, I thought about it when you asked us to. And I realized I don't really think about Jesus. I think about God. Right. And I think I, I think I think they're the two same person. I know he's the son of God. He's been sent. I believe that story. And stuff. Right. But when I think of him, I think of him as one. Oh, okay. You know, the Bible says that you're not going to be able to get to the Father unless you go through the Son. So you can't ignore the Son. And I know a lot of people like to jump over him. And like push him to the side. But you, he came for a purpose. You know, he came for that. So you can't really get around it. If you want to know the Father. Yeah. Um... Let me, Rhonda want to respond real fast. She thought about this, the Jesus. I didn't think about it, but... You did not? Okay. No. So, you've had time to think, since we've gone around the room here. Uh, who is he and what does it mean to you? Um, I think he's the path to God. That's what I've learned. I do believe that. Yeah. And... Uh, what he means to me, I think I, I've, I've treated him like a, you know, like a parent when you're young, you think you know everything, and you kind of just leave them over there like they don't know anything. You kind of <laughs> yeah. do what you're going to do. So you treat him like a stepchild. Yeah, until, until um, I've had enough pain. Well, not enough. I haven't had enough yet, but I'm getting to the point where I see more of the pain that I'm causing myself by yeah. not looking at his wisdom, not going to him first. And that's it, helped me. Is this... An interesting dialogue for you guys? Yeah. Are you like yes. really thinking about this and learning from this? This is so important. Now I could have come in here and just preached it to you and told you and you would have left here smiling thinking you knew it. 
<laughs> like, oh yeah, you know. Now I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying. <laughs> I could have just, but you got to know that you know that you know that you know, and once you know that you know that you know that you know, it's yours. But you got to know that you know and not think that you know. And when you do know, then there is a change. Um, you want to respond to that? What do you mean to you? Not now. Not now. Okay, you want me to come back to you in a minute? Uh -oh. <laughs> you want to have some input on that? Yeah. Um, you know, they say you have to go through Jesus to get to God. Right. I've never understood what that meant. I think the average person is clueless. It doesn't seem to make any sense. But there's something that just occurred to me regarding that, that in, 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 when you first talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I you know, who is Jesus, and I went to read John, there's a book called John, you know, in the Bible. Make a long story short for me, we'll run out of time. Okay. John, in the book of John, Jesus gives a speech uh, to the disciples before he's taken away to be crucified. And so I'm thinking, if he's going to say a speech at that time, it's got to be critical, because they know they're not going to talk to this guy again. That's a good point. And in the speech, he lays out time and time again that what he's doing there is the work of the Father, not his work. And so Jesus clearly lays out there that it's not about him. And that um, kind of stuck with me ever since. I couldn't really shake it or whatever, but it, it's, it's, it's not, I had a completely different idea of what freedom meant in a certain kind of way, right. that I've always kind of been fighting to be independent and, and fighting for that. We talked about some other things like, you know, being an entrepreneur or, you know, I've got to start my own business. i got to do this. i got to do that. It's not at all what Jesus was talking about. Yeah. He was talking about doing the work of, of his father. So he was like an ultimate soldier, you know, the ultimate, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain, but he, he, he didn't do his thing. He did somebody else's thing. Yeah. And so when, when you say you have to go through Jesus to get to God, you have to lay down your ego to get to God. In other words, you, I believe that's what he means now, because he's saying if you want to get to God, you can't be looking about doing your thing. It's not about your thing. And, and the average person, they can know they don't know Jesus because they can't work for someone else. Uh, and I work for other people who have been prideful. I don't want to do the work of my employer. I want to do my work. And that's a sure sign of, of pure pride. And that's kind of that's what I need to get over, and that's it occurred to me that's what was meant by going through Jesus. You have to do what He did. He's a, he is the ultimate example, but you have to do what He did. Okay. You want to have a quick input on that? Have you thought about Jesus? I did. And 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 who is He, and what does it mean to you? Who He is? He was the uh, second Adam. First man failed, and he came. Um, to, um, he came the second time, the second man came to, uh, you know, fulfill the promise and um, the men, men and women were fallen and so because of him, because of him, they're saved. And what does he, how has that helped you to know that? If that's true, how does that help you? It's helped me to know that there is a way out. There is a way. A man lived and was perfect, 
And uh, me knowing that, um, I can be perfect. I can become perfect. Oh, okay. Did you have your hand? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. To me, Jesus was not only the but only the perfect example, the perfect man, the human, the human that we all all should never be. But he, to me, he was the teacher I never had. As I look in my life, I noticed that I made of the, of so many situations I got into. I realized that to me, there are more more learning examples of learning, and than anything else. It's, to me, it's not enough for a teacher to show, to show, uh, show you that two and two is four. Uh, four. It's up to the student to realize what, uh, why, is, uh, why two and two is four. Because you uh, because can, can uh, see, it, uh, see it as such and have no doubt about it whatsoever. So, did it have your life changed in any way as a result of knowing it? I've seen uh, my life as is beginning to cha change. Uh, the change is rather slow and subtle, but it is changing. Okay. Yeah. I want, we're going to have to do a part two on this now. I realize that because I want to have more input to you. And the time is absolutely just, it went by like this. But what I realize is that, and the reason I realize this is because he's allowed me, Jesus allowed me to see it, right? But what I realized is that Jesus was our consciousness at the time because during those days, people were unconscious. You know, they were sinful and carrying on, and they really didn't have anything around them to correct them or that would correct them. And so what happened is that God, in his mercy, he sent us a, a holy person, a pure person, a person free of sin, and God dwells in him. His consciousness lived in Jesus. So Jesus came amongst the people and made them feel ashamed about who they are and what they were doing. And, and, and you know, have you ever been around a person, and especially when you know you're doing right, you're living up right, doing the right thing, and you're around some people and they feel guilty just being around you? You know, they'll end up telling on themselves or getting mad at you, and you haven't done anything, but you're just that, they can see the goodness in you and feel bad about themselves, and then they'll blame you for feeling bad. you judging me. But how am I judging you? I just looked at you. I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> well, Jesus was like that. He was the light of the world. You know, he said before Abraham, uh, 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 when they asked who, you know, who is Jesus, he said before Abraham, I am. You know, there's no past and no future in him. It's just now. That's all it is, just this moment. And in this moment, everything is being, recre being created. But when you have that ego, you can't stand that type of light around you because the darkness hates the light. The darkness only loves darkness. Have you noticed that? That's why friends who are people who are living in darkness, they're more attracted to other people who are living in darkness. And they hate the Jesus-type person. And I'm not talking about a Bible thumper or... or, or or be still and no kind of person that pounces on you. I'm talking about that light that's shining through you. And, and it is true that he came so that we can go back to the Father. But the only way that you can go back to him, instead of being mad at him in your prideful state, you have to appreciate uh, the guilt that you feel when he's around you. 
that he brings up on you. You have to believe him. And when you can believe in him, when you can believe the truth, then you, ble you believe back. When you believe the son, you can believe the father because the father and the son are one. You know, God dwells in him as he do with us. The beauty about this, you know, God said, be the light of the world. We're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And Jesus said, as Patrick so clearly pointed out, is that Jesus said, it's not me, but it's the Father that's in me. He's doing the work. And that, so don't be praising me and carrying on because you can do the same thing. And as your ego is dying, you do become Christ-like. You start to, you have no doubt, you have no worries, you have no fear, and you can heal the sick. And it's not you, but it's that power in you because you're the light of the world. But what happens is when you die from the darkness of your ego, you wake up to consciousness. And that's what Jesus was trying to do. He was trying to wake them up to what was already there for them, but they could not see it because of their sin. He is, he is our, he is our, and it is all, somebody mentioned love. Once you die from that denial, that prideful condition that you're in, you do operate from perfect love. It is about love. But the love is nothing that you can taste, touch, or feel. Now, you also got to know that you don't know him in order for all this to happen. Because if you convince yourself that you do know him, you're going to deceive yourself and suffer, really, thinking that you know him. You still find yourself overreacting. You get mad at other people who are mad at you. You know, you, think, you take things personally, you know. You don't have peace. The one thing about this, this Jesus, he brought perfect peace unto us. Perfect peace. And peace is without conflict. It's without word. I don't have conflict. None at all. And I used to be a conflicted person. All in the name of Jesus. I was reading the Bible, hooping and hollering and carrying on, and yet I had conflict because my pride was still angry. Jesus had no pride. He was pure. When you saw him, you saw the truth. And some people rejected that truth, and they went over to the church and let the preacher preach at them. And they thought, wow, this is a great preacher. I love this preacher. So they became attached to the preacher, right? And they put him in Jesus' way. You know how little egos love big egos? So if the preacher got a 10,000-member church, then your little ego is going to run over there to him and feel good with his big ego, and you think that's Jesus. And then that wears out after a while. Somebody come along and attack you, it is over. We got to die from the pride, and that's what Jesus was saying. We must lay down a life in order to get it. But this life is nothing that you can do of yourself. It's nothing that you can do on your own. You got to be still so that, uh, um, so that um, he can show it to you. I am discovering things about that not me thing that absolutely is just something else. It looks like every time you discover it, discover it, it just washes away your sins. And what it's doing is washing away your God-like attitude, that pride, thinking that you And that's what Jesus did. He reminded us that we were wrong. And they hated him for it and put him on the cross. And that's what the world would do to you. But if your ego is involved, you're going to think they're doing it to you for the right reason. It will be for the wrong reason. It will be because they're mad at you. You're getting on the nerves. You know what I mean? So we are supposed to become that light. And when, what Jesus was, he was a light. He was a good spiritual example. And that's what we need to come to. That's what we need to come to. 
But you got to go dumb and know that you don't know in order for this to take place. You got to lay down all that you have learned. Now, that's a short version of it. On Sunday, next time we'll pick up on that because there's so much more. But I want you to continue to think about this by being aware. I don't want you to get, when I say think about it, I don't want you to get locked in your head thinking about it. And I think that's what happened, you know, because if you get in your head, oh, who is Jesus? Read the Bible. And, you know, you're going to trip out. In your heart, just want to know. And leave it alone and watch yourself and watch, and you'll know. He, he will reveal it to you, who he is. And once, I'm telling you, once you have it, it's a, it's a life-changing thing for you. Let me, did you have something you want to read for me there? Uh, what's it for now? Jerry, did, did you have something you want to read about him? No. Oh, okay. Something he said about um, he said in reference to that we are gods when we because we judge ourselves. Yes. And because prideful people think yeah. that they are God. And as I was looking for something Christ said to the scribes and Pharisees, he actually called them gods. Yeah. He said ye are gods, and that angered them. And I think because they understood what that meant. Yeah. Angry people think that they are God. And that's why you can't touch him, you can't correct him. Have you ever tried to correct your mother and she slapped you upside the wall because you told her the truth? So you raise your hand. Mama thinks she's God and nobody's going to tell her that she's not. That's a prideful person. And anybody, any of us with egos, that's how we operate. We're going to do this next week too, all right? I'm sorry, we're out of time on that. You guys took too long. <laughs> so, but I want you to continue to think about. Uh, and when I say, again, when I say think about it, do not go into your head about it. Don't become desperate about it. Be still and know him. You know, in your heart, want to know. And our hearts, if you at all want to know God, our hearts are inclined toward him. And believe me, he will cause that to grow. He will come and he will help you. He will save you. He will bring you out of that hell that you're in within your own mind. But you got to relax. Let life happen. It's not that serious. That makes sense? Yeah. It's not that serious. You got to cool out. You know, slow your, what do you say, slow your roll or whatever. But it's of yourself, you can do nothing. You can't do it of yourself. I appreciate you guys. All right. uh, go to my website at bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org. We spoke about be still and know. It's a prayer there that would calm you down, slow you down, so that God can catch up with you. Because the pride is always running away from the truth. You run to the Bible. You run to somebody else. You run to this church. You run to that church. You run to drugs. You run to alcohol. You run to sex. You're running away from the truth that can save you. So you got to calm down and allow it to catch up with you. Be still and know it's on our website. Um, we have the seven guarantee step there for you. If you follow the steps, you, uh, it will help you. You can also order the bond webcast by going to bondinfo.org, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O.org. You can order the webcast. You can also call our order line. You, uh, we need your tithe and offering to make this possible. We want to improve this by, you know, getting more cameras and things so you can see the audience and get involved. So you can call our order line at 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663, or go to our site at bondinfo.org. 
Think about this without being in your head about it, and it will be revealed to you. We're supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Angry, insecure, unforgiving, ego-driven people are not the light of the world nor the salt of the earth. You can't, you can't have love and hate in your heart. You've got to forgive. You've got to forgive the people who have violated your life. Any questions in the few minutes we have left? Any questions about this subject from anybody? Did this help in any way? Yes, sir. Um, can you, can you like, um, like, like pray to be, like, because you were trained to and, but know what you, why you're praying? Very good question. Can you pray because you were praying to, but yet know why you're praying? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, if you're praying for money or a wife or something like that, you know, that's a reason, but that's not what we should be praying for. But, see, the, the thing about it, we really... I mean, I mean, know why you're praying. What do you, when you say know why, what do you mean? I like, um, like, know why it's important to pray and stuff. God said that of ourselves we know nothing, and when we ask of him, we ask in vain. You know, it's our ego asking. And so the things that we are asking for are wrong and that he would take care of us. For example, let's say that you, you know, you pray for granddaddy to stay alive a little longer. You know, like, oh, Lord, keep granddaddy around. You know, we really want him. And so God will answer your prayer, right? And then granddad will live for a few more days, but he'll kill you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe granddad was supposed to be out of here, right? But you prayed him back in and you kept him around, he ended up slapping you upside the head. Because we don't know granddad's heart. We are attached to him emotionally, right? And so that's why God said when you pray, if you don't have anger in your heart, you'll wish granddaddy well and let God's will be done for him. And that's the prayer. But if you pray, do you ever pray for someone to stay alive and they rob you? <laughs> yeah. But because we really don't know what to pray for because we don't know the people's hearts that we're praying for. That's why we wish them well and that God will be done, and that's the prayer. We don't hold anything against them. That makes sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Matthew um, 6, 8 through 13. Read Matthew 6, 8 through 13. We have 10 seconds. I'm out. But thank you so much, and thank you guys. All right, Think about it's these things we should think on, not what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, and your best friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.